Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the CoreCast. I'm your host, Chris Harris, a certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor who has been working with clients for over 17 years to help them improve their strength, flexibility, and level of fitness in order to achieve their goals and improve their quality of life. I'm going to share some of what I've learned with you. This week's episode focuses on self-care. We will define what self-care is and the importance that it plays in our daily lives. The month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and self-care is vital for good mental and physical health. We're going to define the different types of self-care, including physical, emotional, social, and spiritual. Then we'll take a look at why self-care is important, including the many benefits, and what happens when we neglect our self-care practice. Finally, we're going to look at some suggestions for self-care and tips for incorporating self-care into your daily routine. So let's get started. So what exactly is self-care? According to the National Institute of Mental Health, mental health includes emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, act, make choices, and relate to others. Mental health is more than the absence of a mental illness. It's essential for your overall health and quality of life. Self-care can play a role in maintaining your mental health and help support your treatment and recovery if you do have a mental illness. Self-care means taking the time to do things that help you live well and improve both your physical and mental health. When it comes to your mental health, self-care can help you manage stress, lower your risk of illness, and increase your energy level. Every small act of self-care in your life can have a big impact. We're going to talk about some different different types of self-care. Physical self-care includes activities that you do to improve the well-being of your physical health. For example, taking a walk during your lunch break, getting eight hours of sleep a night, staying hydrated, doing mindful breathing exercises. Mental self-care can include any activity that stimulates your mind or your intellect. For example, reading a book, solving a puzzle, playing chess, or going to a museum. Emotional self-care includes activities that help you connect, process, and reflect on a full range of emotions. For example, writing in a journal, creating art or playing music. Practical self-care is tasks that you complete that fulfill core aspects of your life in order to prevent future stressful situations. These examples can include creating a budget, taking professional development classes, or even something like organizing your closet. Social self-care are activities that nurture and deepen the relationships with people in your life. For example, going to brunch with friends, spending time with your significant other, or giving your mom a call. Spiritual self-care includes activities that nurture your spirit and allow you to think bigger than yourself. Spiritual self-care does not have to be religious, although for some it is. Examples can include meditation, yoga, going to a place of worship, being in nature, or taking dedicated time for self-reflection. So why is self-care important? In today's society, there's an underlying belief that we must always be productive, which can ultimately take away opportunities for self-care. In fact, taking some time to engage in self-care can help relieve the pressures of everyday life and restore your mind and body to focus more effectively and improve your productivity. Burning the candle at both ends can come with significant 
consequences, such as burnout, depression, anxiety, and many other negative implications. Engaging in self-care and a self-care routine can cl is clinically proven to reduce or eliminate anxiety and depression, along with reducing stress, improving concentration, minimizing frustration and anger, increasing happiness, and improving energy levels. From a physical health perspective, self-care has been clinically proven to reduce heart disease, stroke, and cancer. So what are some obstacles that we find to self-care? The single most common reason that people give for not participating in self-care is lack of time. It's really, really important to take the time out of every day for ourselves, even if it's only just for a few minutes. It doesn't have to cost a thing and can be done in the convenience of your own home. Self-care is all about you. What works for one person may not work for another. You want to search for self-care routines that work best for you. And it must be done intentionally and consistently to have maximum impact. So we're going to talk about building a personalized self-care plan. When developing your own self-care plan, it may be helpful to consider the National Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services, or SAMHSA, Eight Dimensions of Wellness. Though developed by substance abuse professionals, these dimensions conceptualize the domains on wellness that make us whole. And these dimensions, if kept in healthy balance, will generally predict higher levels of wellness. These dimensions include emotional, such as journaling, reflecting, taking time to listen to music and take a nap. Like we talked about earlier, a lot of these dimensions follow that same pattern. Environmental, taking a walk outside cleaning your house, or going outside to check out the stars at night. Financial, developing that practical financial plan, opening a savings account, cutting back on unnecessary purchases. Intellectual, read, watch documentaries, listen to audiobooks, take a class, or complete a puzzle. Occupational, learning a trade, getting your degree, putting together your resume, applying for your dream job, taking on a task you enjoy, or maybe starting your own business. Physical, working out daily, taking a walk, eating healthy, getting that seven to nine hours of sleep, avoiding drugs and alcohol, and getting your annual checkup. Social, meeting up with those friends and family, keeping in contact with old friends, volunteering, going out, doing something fun. And that spiritual aspect, meditating, praying, reflecting, being mindful, Practicing that mindful breathing, considering that higher purpose and meaning, and helping others. So you'll notice that these dimensions are closely aligned with those different types of self-care that we mentioned previously. So some self-care strategies to consider. Really trying to move more. Physical activity can help the brain cope better with stress, which makes it beneficial in the treatment of stress and anxiety. Regular physical activity has been demonstrated to strengthen the immune system. Episode 8 in the Beginner's Guide to Exercise goes a little bit deeper into that subject. If you can turn to exercise and an exercise routine into something that you can do outdoors, walking, hiking, running, swimming, you know, anything like that, it helps to reduce fatigue and manage the symptoms of depression or burnout. Really important here is eating a healthy and balanced diet. What we eat and drink can affect our body's ability to prevent, fight, and recover from infections and it can impact our mood. If you're not feeling well or feel anxious, incorporating certain foods into your diet can help alleviate anxiety and encourage the release of neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. 
Try to incorporate as many fruits, vegetables, and whole grains into your meals as you can. Some other healthy choices will include fatty fish like salmon, leafy greens, and nuts. You might want to try cooking as a way to relax and ensure that your body gets the nutrients that it needs. We've talked about this before, but really prioritizing sleep. Sleep has a significant impact on how you feel, both mentally and physically. Getting enough sleep, as we've talked about in the past, will help regulate your mood, improve brain function, and increase your energy to help tackle the day. Some good suggestions for sleep hygiene are trying to go to bed around the same time each night. Trying relaxation exercises if you have trouble falling asleep. Also, take a break from social media or disconnect from your phone or computer a few hours before bedtime. Limit sugar and caffeine consumption, and that may also help improve your sleep quality. You want to plan your self-care and set boundaries. It's really, really important. It's critical to plan that self-care time. You want to plan to do something that you enjoy and that helps you recharge. If you're feeling anxious, setting boundaries can help you feel safe and comfortable in your surroundings. This first crucial step can help individuals better understand their needs as well as those of their family, friends, etc. Try this strategy for the next month. Try setting aside a two-hour block of time on your calendar, specifically for me time. Let your friends and family know that you won't be available during this time. Creating that time for yourself is really, really crucial for setting healthier boundaries. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to identify boundaries. According to uh, Eileen Strauss-Cohen, PhD, before you begin to set boundaries with others, you need to know what your boundaries actually are. You want to define your limits, what supports you versus what detracts from your well-being. Take that time to reflect on individual needs. You can think about what rules that you'd like to set for yourself and your family, friends, co-workers, etc., and then try to visualize them by writing them down so you can get more clarity where you want to draw the line between yourself and other people. And then you want to communicate those boundaries clearly to others so that people will respect them and make sure to reiterate and uphold those boundaries, protecting yourself from overextending your mental and emotional well-being. Boundaries can also include setting expectations around physical safety measures with family and friends or putting limits on certain activities. You want to create that no list of things that you know that you don't like or that you no longer want to do. For example, not checking your emails at night or not answering your phone during meals. Learning to say no to things that will cause unnecessary stress will positively impact your mental well-being. Don't be afraid to say no. Remember, you have that power and you can choose how you will spend your time and energy. Some self-care statistics. In a survey from HealthyLifestylesFlorida.com about the time that Americans spend on health-related self-care each day, it was found that Americans 25 years of age and older, are 6.6 of them are, are engaged in health-related self-care activity each day. The mean time reported was about 90 minutes. 20.6% of respondents reported two hours or more. And people aged 75 and older were 3.9 times as likely to support to report self-care as people aged 25 to 44. However, another survey found it was revealed that nearly 3 in 5, or 59%, will only practice self-care if they feel stressed. And more than 7 in 10, 72%, like to use self-care as just a reward after a long, tough week. 
According to mentalhealthfirstaid.org, in a national survey from March of 2022, Americans cited benefits of self-care as enhanced self-confidence by 64%, increased productivity by 67%, and increased happiness as 71%. So self-care is really, really important. To summarize, self-care is essential for our overall well-being and success. And just like the oxygen mask that's on an airplane, we need to prioritize taking care of ourselves before we can effectively take care of others. Whether it's by taking a break, practicing mindfulness, exercising, or taking a nap, self-care is not a luxury, but a necessity. And by incorporating self-care practices into our daily routines, we can improve our mental health, reduce stress, and increase our resilience. Definitely want to support those boundaries that you set and really protect them so that you have that time for yourself. Take a moment to reflect on your self-care practices and prioritize your well-being. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup, so take care of yourself first and foremost. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of The Corecast. Be sure to subscribe to The Corecast on all major podcast platforms so you don't miss an episode. Also, subscribing to the Corecast channel on YouTube is another great podcast resource. Check out our YouTube channel, Core Fitness AZ, for great workout videos and other resources. Or our website, www.core-fit.com, and that's core with a K. It's a great source of information. We have weekly blogs, fitness information, and more. And finally, following us on Instagram at core underscore fitness underscore AZ, and again, that's core with a K. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care.